0: Tonight, we discuss a UFO religion, human cloning, and an introduction to cults, and an introduction to newsworthy. Two words and two question marks. scoured the podcast world and finally found us, Newsworthy with Steve and Jerry, where we delve into all things mysterious, macabre, or out of this world and decide if they are truly newsworthy. Two words and two question marks. Hello, Mr. Steve.
1: How are you doing this evening? Hello, Mr. Jerry. I am excited. Very excited today. This is um, excited and weirded out and um, crazy all at the same time. I agree. We are not only switching publishers today, which most people don't give a hoot about, and I get that, but it's a big deal for us. Um, after a year and over what fifty episodes, sixty episodes on uh, on Five. Podbean, we have switched to Lisbon Five. We're excited about it, but it's so different. And how we prepare, how we do the podcast, all the little things are different, and it's got me all just a little b- bizarre. <laughs> Is that a word? Yeah. Bizarre. <laughs>
0: we, we're trying to make it as easy as seamless as possible. For those people, uh, for example, who typically would go to Podbean and find our episodes there, uh, there is a redirect, and we hope that all works seamlessly.
1: (laughs) We're going to hope. Fingers crossed. Uh, Fingers crossed. We will also
0: leave a link there. Again, the name is staying exactly the same. Nothing has changed Uh, on uh, that front. uh, 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 The name. uh, uh, The name. uh, uh, Nothing has changed on on that front. We'll we'll get to the other changes, but... uh, you, you should be able to find us uh, exactly the same way that you always have unless you're going to Podbean, and we hope that works. Again, we've got to redirect it. Shortly after this episode goes up, we'll find out yeah. how well it works.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm excited. I'm stoked. Um, in fact, if some of our old listeners have went to Podbean and expected you know, the download to come through, they're probably... Uh, yeah. What the hell, man? <laughs>
0: For the first time in over a year. For, it's mean, the literally no the only
1: time we've ever missed. Yeah, um, we've not put up an episode on
0: Wednesday evening. Yep. Yeah, and you that know it was my fault. We attempted to. Well the laptop died and we had to uh, we got part of it done yesterday and we're finishing up this evening.
1: I think it's fine. And you know, this this new format allows us to do so many good things. Guests will have a much easier time getting on with this. Um, we can edit so much easier. We we don't have to tear apart a whole show and redo a whole show if something's messed up. Um, there's a million... The, the biggest drawback is, and we didn't utilize it a lot. We had a few regulars that would listen to us, Double and Mochi and, yep. you know, a few others that jumped in. But... Um, we don't have the live anymore, but we do have what we hope is going to be a better overall show and a very better overall experience. Um, Absolutely. For those of you who are new to us, because you see a new logo or a new focus of where we're going, my name's Steve. I'm Jerry. That's Jerry. And we have been friends for 30 years. Yeah, 30 probably. Years. 30 plus you years. were 16 years old when yeah.
0: we first started working together many years ago.
1: So um, we did the podcast previous. The whole previous year was based on politics and, and daily events or daily news. Um, and we had a good time doing that. But we have a much better time when we're talking about the mysterious, the macabre, and the things that are out of this world
0: the unusual, the out of the ordinary.
1: So one of the themes in our old show is what we would do is we would, you know, very early on, as we got on into the show, we kind of drifted away with that, but the reason we named our show Newsworthy, two names, two two words, two question marks, is because of all the things we try to cover, we wanted to know, and we ask you, the listener, is this newsworthy? Do you need to see more of this? Um, And we thought that we could... Put a spin on some of the conspiracies, some of the murders, some of the ghost stories, some of the cults, the cults as we're going to get into a little bit tonight, um, and ask that question. Should people be more aware of this? Isn't this something we should see on the news a little yeah. more? Is this story does um, it need more coverage. So that's why we have a new logo, and we kept our same name, and it all kind of fits. We're just going in a different direction, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun, I hope. Another thing is politics gets really depressing. Oh, my gosh.
0: It, there's so little in politics that's positive, that's upbeat. That's a, a feel-good story. Right. And we would just sometimes get so down with some of the stories that we we're covering. just. Uh, and you're right, we absolutely love doing the stories along this line. We, we did a few that we were entitling Conspiracy Theories, and that's part of what we'll be doing. We're still going to do some of those. But, uh, yeah, we, we just think that we will enjoy this format
1: well a lot more. And the numbers, and we don't talk numbers a lot, but the numbers <laughs> dictated that you, the listener, also enjoyed this, this, this a lot better politics. Yeah. So um, with that being said, let's just, the format's totally changing. We're going on the fly. Jerry, if somebody has a story that they want to share with us... If they have a a ghost story that they just need to let us know about so they can get it on the air.
0: If there's something Uh, we talk about that they really want to let us know they think it needs more or less coverage.
1: Please reach out to us. We have a couple of ways of doing that. Jerry?
0: They can email us at newsworthywithstephenjerry at gmail.com. We also have a text line at area code
1: 540-709-1318. We certainly encourage you to blow that up. Hey, if you've had a cool, weird, different experience that you want to share, send us an email. Let's get you on the air, because we can do guests now, Jerry. Yeah.
0: (laughs) One of the biggest reasons we initially started looking, we tried to have several guests on, and we ultimately were... 100% One hundred percent unable to do it unless we brought them into the same room, talking into the same microphone.
1: Right. It was For it was horrible. Not do it so them. we absolutely want to encourage guests to send us your stories. Um, if you've encountered Bigfoot, if you have, if you, I used to live in Idaho, and I know a lot of people out there um, have seen things that they can't uh, put their finger on. If you live next to Area Fifty One and you see things, oh.
0: There's the dogs. There's
1: the dogs. Let me introduce you folks to Eddie and Ramona. You're going to get used to them hearing them all the time, unfortunately. Uh, they like to be part of the podcast, yes. <laughs> especially Ramona. They, they really must. They, they are so <laughs> quiet until we begin this. Absolutely.
0: We normally come over on a Wednesday evening, and we sit down, and we have dinner, and we discuss a few things, and then we'll come in and do the, the podcast. And oftentimes we hear very little of anything beat. from them <laughs> until we start the podcast, and then they're letting us know, "Hey, let me on the on the air."
1: You, you didn't you didn't mention me, or as Ramona said the other day, our our new music and our new theme should have been "bark bark bark yeah. bark 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 bark." <laughs> so little that's just a little rundown of what we're doing, what we're going to get into. Every week, we're going to cover at least one good topic of, of, again, the mysterious, the macabre, the out of this world. And we would love to have your input from that. Please don't hesitate to reach out to us, shoot us a text, send us an email. Uh, we want you as our guest. So, and a, a few things that we do here we like to talk, tell dad jokes. Um, when Jerry is not. Uh, uh a1c deficient we like to have a cold sweet red wine and we like to review those wines so (laughs) the problem is when he's that way i can't drink because i usually end up drinking an entire bottle of wine and start to
0: say means can drink (laughs) yes but wd sucks i don't have a really really horrible
1: well we're trying to prevent you
0: you getting that absolutely So, for a while, I've given up my wine. Yeah. Especially the type that we like, which is... Cold, cold Sweet
1: red. red. Yes, sir. Um, so, anywho, on that note, Jerry... Yes. Did you know that alligators can grow up to 15 feet? Really? it's yeah. pretty large. It is, but most of them only grow four. Oh, <laughs>
2: Yeah.
0: I think I'm going to be running... If I see an alligator, crocodile, no matter what, fifteen legs, have, I'm going to set
1: some records. Listen, those are two totally different things. Any scientist is going to tell you that. Anybody who likes alligators and/or crocodiles are going to tell you. Around to determine which is which, you don't have to stick around. One's got a rounded nose. One has an elongated snout. Okay. And we don't have many crocs here. They're mainly little bitties that we have here in the United States.
0: Well, my dad joke is uh, kind of staying with the same theme, animal, really. Oh,
1: it is? Yeah.
0: Do you know why the chicken committed suicide? Oh, my gosh. Why? To get to the other side. Oh, my gosh. You had to see that one coming. Come on now. I, uh... For those I, of you that, that, that don't know what's going on, Steve is extremely envious right now that he didn't... <laughs> Find that joke and wasn't able to tell it himself.
1: I, I, no, no. I'm very envious. You've left me speechless. Let's put it that way. (laughs) Very speechless. Very envious. Very speechless. That was a
0: good one. You love it and you know you do.
1: No, no, I can honestly say I didn't like that one at all. (laughs) That was terrible.
0: Well, I can do the, uh, the robot
1: one. Oh, you have a robot one.
0: I'm not doing that one. <laughs> I do some risque jokes, but that one's too much for even me. So.
1: Yeah, this is gonna. a family-oriented show. You can listen to this show with your kids in the car, although your kids will probably be weird and tormented. But hey, could I've be got worse.
0: Another one for you, if you really didn't like that one. And it goes along with their mysterious macabre. Okay. The statement. And I'm sure you've heard it. You are what you eat. Yeah. That really isn't true. For example, if you eat a vegan, you're not a vegan. falls <laughs> under my <cousins are> macabre.
1: <laughs> that one I liked. <laughs> it almost uh, made me snort. <laughs> interesting, sir.
0: When interesting. When I was 19 years old, um... Uh, a freshman at the University of Kentucky. Downtown on Main Street, wild, cats. there was the Kentucky Theater. And directly adjacent to that, there was a porno theater. <coughs> Myself and two girls, Colleen and Julie, went one time. Uh, we'd never been to a black theater showing, and so we decided to go. We walk in. This place is jam-packed. Jam-packed. And the entire screen is, you know, it's a, a theater. It's a huge screen. And, and on the screen, there's nothing but a man's palace organ. The entire 40-foot wide, 15-foot tall.
1: You didn't screen. know do dude did film, did you?
0: Well, listen. The two girls, Colleen and Julie, right? We step inside the doors. We start looking for a seat. I haven't even looked up at the screen yet. And the place is packed. We had to walk almost to the front to find seats. (laughs) But as soon as we walk in, Colleen looks up and sees that and starts laughing, which in about a half a second turns into what you almost did. She snorted. (laughs) So she walked down the entire aisle of this theater. (laughs) The entire way. I'll never forget that ever so, time someone mentions Snorting, it reminds me of Colleen.
1: <laughs> so, anyway. Oh, my goodness. Wow. That's, first of all, I never knew you went to an the adult theater, yeah. but that's no, a new one. Just, we wanted to see what it was you know, like. Was, it, was it worth the price of admission? Uh
0: Listening to Colleen snort <laughs> was worth the price of admission. <laughs> what are you talking about? I mean, this is 40 years later, and I'm still telling the story. That, that alone should tell you the worth of that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I get that. That makes good sense. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So, how was your week? Uh, week was great. Um, busy, crazy, busy. Um, so had, had a bit of good news yesterday. Hopefully that continues tomorrow. So, we'll see. Today. What? You said you got good news yesterday? No, oh, I got new, good news today. Yeah. hope it continues tomorrow. That's what I said. Absolutely. Fantastic news. Best i in a long time. So, anyway, uh, you want to get into what we're talking about tonight? Ooh. Sure. I wish there was a way we could turn the sun down a little bit. I we're not, we're not used to doing this in the daylight. So it's like, oh, it's a little bright. And <laughs> if we could turn the sun down, it would set the mood, like some put a smoke machine in the studio here. That'd be awesome. Uh, we I can't do, do any it. of that. You can do it at home, though, if you want to listen <laughs> to us while at home. Jerry has a spooky, scary voice. So I do, huh? So kind of our initial episode, we wanted to pick something. We knew he's was going to do an introduction um, and, and just a redirect of our show, so we knew we weren't going to get into a real deep t- topic today, although this one could be. It, it could be something we revisit at some point in the future because it's, a, it's crazy, but we want to talk tonight about the occult. It is, um, and I want to talk about a specific cult, and I think Jerry is going to talk tonight a little bit about what it takes to be A cult leader?
0: Well, we're going to talk a little bit about cults, period. Yeah. You you and I got to discussing the other day, what does it take to be a cult leader, and also what does it take to be a culty, that's a word. Yeah. Uh, But first of all, cults, what are they? The one description that I found that I thought was good, uh, it says, normally a relatively small group, which is typically led, by a charismatic and self-appointed leader who excessively controls their members requiring unwavering devotion to a set of beliefs and practices which are considered deviant. And that's crucial yeah. because there's a ton of organizations or groups that gets labeled as cults many times wrongly so simply because people don't like them. They're, they're maybe a little bit different. Um uh, and and some people will see it as competition to their group. A ton of cults, probably the majority I would guess, are interreligious spiritual beliefs. Right, right. right. So when it comes to religion, any time that people see something that they view as a threat to their religion, they look at it very negatively.
1: So, yeah. The Catholics did the Protestants. Yes. I mean, you Always can, been that Yeah, you
0: know, it's, there's been more people killed in religious wars than any other type of war. ever.
1: Or in
0: in the name of some god. Yes. You know, well, the, which I can classify on all that as religious. Wars. Right. Right. Yeah. So, uh, many times another group will be labeled a cult just simply because that they are different. Uh, but yeah, when you get into, what does it take to be? a cult leader? Well, we, we talked about some of it with the, the very description of what a cult is. They're typically led by a charismatic and self-appointed leader. Uh, but but that's, poor, that's putting it very mildly. I picked out four examples of some of the probably better known cult leaders. Keith Raniere is one of the most, uh, the, the latest examples. Nexium, remember Nexium, the uh, the group that Keith Rainier led and they come to trial in the last two or three, four years. It was the group that was Nexium at its core was a group that tried to self-empower women and it was supposedly about getting women to believe in themselves and to be able to stand on the same equal footing as men. It turned out that the leader Keith Rainier kept a group of sex slaves He beat them. He required them to beat themselves if they didn't follow his orders closely enough. Um, the inner group was called DOS. I forget what DOS was an acronym. I forget what it stood for. But the inner group of 20, 25, 30 women, they all devoted their life to them. They took a vow. They, one of them gave him her 15-year-old daughter as a sexual gift. Um, How? Yeah, how? When we say charismatic, I I understand what that is. But how do you go from being charismatic to getting this group of women to do what we just described?
1: I don't get it. It takes a special person to lead and both, both lead and follow in a cult. I think the cultist... Definitely has a lack of a sense of belonging, and that's part of why they go into that. It's really not the case. Really? Max doesn't. That would just
0: be. Yeah, okay. Charles Manson, another one. The Manson family, right? That was his cult. His followers, which were mainly young women from middle class backgrounds. Again, not exactly what we typically think of as the typical cult person, right? But his followers killed at least nine people. They were suspected in over 35 murders. David Kress of the Branch Davidians. In his group, he dictated that all earthly marriages were annulled and that all the women belonged to him. And he was having sex with girls as young as 12 years old. When they ended up trying to search the compound, it led to a 51-day standoff, which resulted, or ended up with a fire that left over uh, Seventy people
1: dead. Do you want to know a cool thing about David Carrash and the Branch Davidians? Sure. I a lot of people don't know, and or will get to know. But I am. I work at a nonprofit right. and uh, full time, and I do most of the onboarding and the hiring of people for that group. Um, and I interviewed a guy two days ago okay. that lived one quarter mile from the compound of the Branch Davidian compound. He saw, as a young man, he was 12 when all that happened. And he saw everything. He was one of the people, him and his family, literally, when they brought all of the stuff there to make it happen, they were staging at the end of his driveway. A small, world. <laughs> small world. And I was like, just blown away. We didn't even continue. To eat. He, he told us about that for like 20 minutes. And I was like, uh, drool coming out of my mouth. Because that's just so, so bizarre to get someone that close. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, to hear the gunfire, to hear the bomb you know, the explosions when the place caught fire and was going and feel the fire, you know, the heat from the place. Sure. It was crazy what he was telling us. But I I, I digress. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. One more, Jim Jones, the People's Temple. Uh this guy talking about being charismatic and how do you get people to follow you? He convinced over nine hundred of his followers to commit mass suicide. Yeah. To drink the Kool Aid.
1: Yeah, they knew what was going on. They, they saw. This. If they you were at the end of the line, the first people were already starting to fall over. <laughs> I just, I don't get it.
0: I, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, but
1: on the other hand,
0: the people who joined, no one, I'm sure, sets out to join a cult. Right? No one right. says, you know what I'm gonna do today? I think I'll go find a cult to join. So, that's not the way it works. People attend a personal development weekend. They hear a meditation talk. They go to hear a political speech or some religious guru speak. They feel intrigued, they feel inspired or excited by what they hear. And a cult, keep in mind, almost always has a positive facade. They have the facade that they present to the public. Then they have the, the inner workings of the group. You don't go in the first day seeing the inner workings. No, no. What you're shown is this positive facade. Now, once you're sold, once you're drawn in a little bit, then you start down the dark path without even knowing it. Uh, but we talked a little bit about what it wasn't. According to, let me find the guy's name here, Joe Navarro, a former FBI counterintelligence agent who has studied cults extensively. A couple things he had to say. One, people who join cults are not stupid, weird, crazy, weak-willed, or neurotic. Most cult members are above-average intelligence, well-adjusted, adaptable, and perhaps a bit idealistic. In very few cases is there a history of a pre-existing mental disorder.
1: Really? Nexium. Let's go back to that one for a minute. That just confuses Every time you say that, I think of the Purple Peel. Those commercials were so yeah, yeah. <laughs> were so good. <laughs> Some of the people that were in that, Allison Mack was
0: the second in command. She ended up serving a three-year prison sentence for recruiting and bringing in new recruits. She was a star of, on this show called the Smallville for over a decade. Really? I remember that show. She was a very successful actress. There were several others. She was the, the highest. Again, she was second in command. Claire, and I'm probably going to screw up her last name, Bronfoman, was another member of Nexium that was part of the inner circle. She was an heiress to the Seagram Liquor Company worth millions and millions and millions. Wow. Rich, successful people are often... In cults. That's strange. Really strange, really different. Real, real quick, this same guy, Joe Navarro, the former FBI counterintelligence agents, he wrote a book in one of them. In part of the book, he talks about the seven characteristics of a cult leader one, a charismatic personality that easily attracts followers, two, expects obedience, not only expects but usually demands obedience, three, Humiliates others. These, he wrote them as a warning sign to look for. If the person that I'm following, which again, most people almost, not most people, no one ever goes into it saying, oh, yeah, this is a cult. I want Right, right. He's saying, here's how you figure out if you're in a cult. Humiliates others. Has a great sense of entitlement. Number five, you see in so many cults, takes sexual advantage of group members. Oh, yeah. So many cults is that way, whether it's David Koresh or many others. Six, uses enforcers to ensure compliance. So we've got the, uh, the, the strong guy. Seven, magical powers. Cult, uh, cult leaders often claim mysterious m- magical powers and say that they can do uh, crazy things. Again, it's one thing to say it, but the very fact that you can get people to believe this, are you kidding me? Right. The fact that you can get people to follow you, to give you their money, to, to many cases give you their
1: young teenage daughters. That just, that blows me away. Just, I don't get it. That, that blows me away. That you are willing to give, okay, money, all right, I get that. If you're willing to give away your money and your possessions to, to some people, that is a freeing thing to not have to deal with money or to deal with stuff. I can understand that. I could almost get in line with that. (laughs) Um, but to give your children for sexual gifts to somebody, mm -mm, to commit murder, murder. any of that, Um, I just don't think that that's the way things should go. Now, a lot of what we talked about or a
0: lot of what I talked about doesn't apply to every single cult. For instance, the sex. The cult that you're going to talk about as far as I know doesn't have the sexual implications. It does have the religious.
1: Sure it does. And, you know, the the only reason I chose the cult that I'm going to talk about tonight is because it is still active. Um, They claim to have over 90,000 cultist um, over the world now most people who are on the outside looking in think that number is probably closer to 20 totally 20,000 people and they're primarily focused in like Canada up in like the western part of Canada
0: well
1: so that all makes sense um, so who is it well I'll give you a hint by saying that <laughs> they're their symbol or their religious symbol is a perfect hybrid between the Jewish star of David and the swastika which is just bizarre to me Um, and the name is rialism if you are a rialist by all means send us an email send us a text Uh, we'd love to talk to you about what it is that you believe without going to Wikipedia without going to some of these sites that um, that uh, talk about what you are I'd rather hear it from you but basically realism is a form of a UFO religion it was founded in the 1970s in France by Claude Vorla-ha, Vorlahan and he's now known as Ra'el <laughs> um, Name change? Yeah, why not? You know, that makes good sense. Um, He teaches that extraterrestrial species known as the Elohim created humanity using their advanced technology. It's an atheistic religion. They don't believe necessarily in God. However, they believe that Jesus, Muhammad, the Buddha, uh, those were all prophets. And those were human hybrids of the Elohim. (laughs) So, yeah, they were esteemed, but they weren't the son of God or, you know, um, anybody else. And they also believed that with the atomic bombing of Hiroshima in 1945, that humans and humanity had entered the age of the apocalypse, in which it threatens itself with nuclear annihilation. Well, that's, pretty, I mean, yes. (laughs) Can't deny that, really. (laughs) Um, But uh, I say all that because they believe when when, when you die, you're dead. And their only hope for physical immortality is through something known as cloning. And this is where this particular cult, and I'm using air quotes, Starts to get its deviousness. You know, we said the one of the things that you had to have in a cult is something that makes you deviant or or different or something or that people are kind. going to. Well, if you've ever heard of a rapper called Kid Boo, or a more important or more famous one, Megan the Stallion, both of these claim to be clones from the company Clonate. <laughs> And the company Clonade is owned by the founders and the members of the Railist, or Ryleist, cult. Now it's crazy, and I want to get into. I went to their website, Clonade's website, because, like you said, there's no sexual deviance in this in in um, this particular cult, but the website and the information that you can glean from clone aid is so bizarre like one of the things you you guys will all learn about jerry is he's a fax guy he will he's like a bulldog you tell him something and he doesn't believe you he's gonna dig 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 until he can prove you wrong even if he's wrong he never admits he's wrong so when he does, we record That's it. That's not true. At all. <laughs> when he when he does, we record it and we keep it for all time. I told you I was wrong yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, you go to CloneAid's home webpage and they have a website. It's not banned. It's it's viable. You can go there right now. And here's the services that CloneAid offers. Now nowhere on the website does it mention that who their owners are. That they are realist, or realist on here, but. CloneAid is the world's leading provider of reproductive human cloning services. Eve, the first cloned baby, was born December 26, 2002, thanks to their team of highly skilled scientists. Since then, they've helped a number of patients uh, have their own children through their cloning technology. If you go into it a little more, they have claimed between 2002 and 2004 to have cloned 14 individuals. They even have stats to back up what they've done and, and what they have. Now everybody else on the planet says that that hasn't happened. Okay. That's not only that, that hasn't happened, everyone else says
0: that no human has ever been cloned. Correct. To Correct. the best of and anyone's knowledge. It's never been
1: proven anywhere by anyone. Most doctors who are knowledgeable of the whole cloning process says that we could. But there's just no desire to do that. That's a line not crossed, if you will. Um, now, you and I were talking yesterday when we was talking about this. You know dictators and thugs and warlords and rich people all over the world are, are just chomping at the bit to make this happen. But when you get a clone of yourself, it's not you. There's no way to clone the brain, the memories, the thoughts, the the way the character that you've built there's no way to do that so um, you would just have a mini you that you have to raise and will become a totally different person that just looks like you (laughs) so but anyway that that's why I bring that up uh, cloning is their big thing and they believe that that's the only way through physical immortality uh, to prevent to to enable them to live forever you know Christians believe that the soul goes on forever. Right. That that's not a thing with realist. It's weird.
0: <laughs> so, um, Buddhism, I think, believes in reincarnation. Yeah, yeah. It's there's several version. that do that. Reincarnation, cloning.
1: Yep. It's really really neat and uh, divisive. Some of their some of their things, and they they actually have like. Uh, what are they call like mascots that go out and recruit on the city streets? It's really a cute little thing, but you bring it up and it gives you a, a, a one, it's kind of like the Church of the Latter-day Saints. They give you a pamphlet and it says, hey, come join us. <laughs> Here's what we believe. <laughs> but 20,000 people believe that we have human cloning. In, a, in essence, that that's a thing, that that's real, that it happens every day. If you watch, one of the other things that bring that up, and if you watch on TikTok, like you watch, you're, Jerry's a big TikToker. Um, a lot of cool stuff on TikTok. And uh, it, it, you look at all of that stuff, they will show you videos and videos and videos of Joe Biden and uh, all these other different people that have passed out they say that that is one of the things that clones do they pass out and they're unstable there's a whole video i watched the other day of just news anchors that just pass out during the middle of their whatever they're covering those are all and the deep thought is oh those are all clones okay Okay. (laughs) it's not that we have you know 100 million news anchors and you find the Twelve that have a medical issue on camera. It happens. It's life. (laughs) But they point to those people all being clones. So anyway, it's weird. I just... It is. To get back to you, you know, the realists are interesting to a point because of their view on cloning and their braggadocious ability to clone people, um, which most... Scientists say that's just not yeah. happening. It's just not. If it happened in the United States, they'd be held liable legally because um, yeah. that's illegal here. Yeah, probably Canada too. Um, but um, it's it just it. I just can't, for the life of me, understand why or how it has to be a, a micro step. If you, if and what I mean by that is, if I'm sitting here and we're talking about Jim Jones and how they moved to, you know, the the island or South America, um, the only thing that would ever appeal to me is giving away all my possessions, giving away my cash, just not having to be well, a part there of that. Several
0: things that he was known for. Uh, he had been huge into civil rights. And his, if you remember, what he claimed was that he was going to build this utopian society, right, where everyone was equal, uh, race didn't matter, economic standing didn't matter. So that drew a lot of people in. Also, if I remember correctly, two thirds of his members were African American. Uh, obviously, for people who had been. Depressed for so many years. And I say depressed, economically depressed. Suddenly, when you're offering this utopia where everything is going to be great and you're going to be treated equally. And you are. It was a huge draw. And he really tried to do that. Yeah. Uh, So he had some things, you know, again, most of these people are probably going to have some aspects of their group that is good.
1: Uh, Well, Jerry, he had one too. If you, have you ever decided that, uh, you wanted to start a cult? I have never.
0: One thing I was thinking is when you we were talking about this group, some of them I can understand. Perverted as it may be, sick as it may be, uh, a lot of the religions that want you to worship them. Right. right. David Koresh, you worshipped right. him. Right. Uh, the sex. I I get where... Okay, you know, uh, Renier. he had a group of women who... By the way, to be in the inner circle, you had to be branded with oh, nice. his initials. Uh, you had to swear to make a vow of to him, of your dedication to him, and dedicate your life to him. Sex was just one small part of that. So, as sick as that may be, I can understand the reasons why some guy might want to start a cult to get a group of people to have sex <laughs> with him, yeah. give him their money, to worship him. On this one, I'm not for sure exactly what the original intent was. I don't know. I don't know. I, you didn't mention money. Nope. I'm sure they take donations and oh, all sure, that. Oh, sure. But from sure. what we've heard, they're not out trying to get people to sign over every paycheck to them. Right. They're not asking that you worship the leaders. They're not asking that you no, have the leaders. the leaders.
1: Yeah, the leaders are not here yet, according to them. The Elohim are coming. Because they saw what happened in Japan. Yeah. I just, um, I, I just don't get the reason why these people <laughs> even started this thing. Well, I bet, Jerry, that they went to WikiHow and figured it out. Probably. Because, no, I'm serious. I pulled it up. What does it take to be a cult? And WikiHow has all the step-by-step directions <laughs> to make your very own cult. So would you like to make your very own cult?
0: Well, I'll tell you what. It's going to have a few things that benefits me more than this one does.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So some of the things you should know. Center your cult around an obsession that can benefit, that can help and benefit others in the long run. Organize your cult by picking a leader, creating rules, finding a place to gather, and developing a slogan. Carefully evangelize about your cult and gradually grow your membership. Continue to focus on the object of your cult's obsession and how it can benefit others' lives, namely you. (laughs) And they say you can literally probably find a cult in anything. Cults can worship potatoes or video games or or string. (laughs) It's whatever you want to find as your obsession, Um, and they go on to list it literally, step by step, gradually. Here it says it's impossible to form a cult. It's even possible to form a cult around something as trivial as French cheese. If you really believe that subject or idea has the potential for positive good in the world it doesn't need to be weird or especially complicated and in fact it's probably if it's better it's probably better if it's relatively normal <laughs> okay. crazy yeah wiki how so. well i won't go into the um, into that much more but uh, as a good opening salvo for the new format of the show i think that's pretty darn good what do you think jerry I agree. Well, that's awesome, man. It's a crazy cult. It's a crazy one can't even figure out what its real purpose is. But I would really like to come back at some point and visit cults again and get into oh, some sure of the more... You know, I tried to keep this lighthearted, but there are some deviant, oh, evil cults twisted that are still around and viable today, and we're, we're going to get into that in a different show. But uh, anyway... Uh, that's where, I, that's where we're going to end this episode. Uh, no, that's not true. I lied. I forgot. New format. Steve, think. <laughs> we have a bonus. We have a bonus story. If you'll stick around through just a few commercials, you get a bonus story. Man, that episode is really interesting. And if you'll stick around for us for just a few commercials, we have another great story to tell you.
2: Hi, this is Edlock with USA Mortgage. When it comes to buying a home, the process can be overwhelming and confusing. With so many options, it can be hard to know where to start. That's why it's important to work with a certified mortgage loan originator. I have the knowledge and expertise to guide you through the process and find the best mortgage option for you. I will work with you every step of the way to ensure that you are getting the best deal possible. So if you're looking to purchase or refinance, please reach out to me at 502-6800-953. So don't take on the stress of buying a home alone. Work with me and I will make your dream a reality. Trust the professionals and make your home buying experience a positive one. MLS ID 448908, DAS Acquisition Company, LLC, doing business as USA Mortgage, MLS ID 227262. This is not a commitment to lend. Additional terms and conditions apply. USA Mortgage is equal housing opportunity.
0: If you want us to review or rate your product on air, if you have suggestions for new episodes, awesome ghost stories, or anything else, please reach out to us. Our email address is newsworthywithstevenjerry at gmail.com. Our text number is area code
1: 540-709-1318. And now, back to the story. Hey guys, thanks for sticking through those brief commercials. As promised, we have an awesome little bonus story for you we're going to talk about the oldest door in the uk the oldest door in the uk belongs to westminster abbey it is the oldest oldest and only anglo saxon door in great britain the door has been standing for over 950 years jerry one door 950 years almost a thousand years almost a thousand years millennium Dating back to the end of the reign of Edward the Confessor during the 1050s, this door was made from a single oak tree the east side of England during medieval times. The oak piece has five main boards connected by iron strips and wooden beams. It is also um, approximately two meters high. And there were rumors at one time that there was traces of human skin on the door but that's been proven to be bovine and leather. And it happens that many wooden artifacts during that time were covered with leather to preserve the quality of the wood and to decorate the environment a little bit. The door swings into an octagonal room where back in the 13th century, monks gathered for prayers. And today it serves as a storage place for important religious documents. Um, That is an amazingly old door. That it is. (laughs) And Jerry, if you can't see the light, be the light.